So good evening, you're listening to the As Yet Unnamed podcast. My name is Danny Lenahan. I'm joined this evening by Phil Close and Tim McEwen. Good evening. Hello. So what's really interesting, something that's happened in the last two decades, back in sort of early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, right the way up to the turn of the century, really, most bands, I'm, I'm broadly speaking here, so rock and things like that, you'd have a good 30 seconds to one minute intro to a song. Like, that's just how they worked. And the reason you quite often had these big epic build-ups to songs starting, things like Lay Your Hands On Me by Bon Jovi and... Um, and Everything By The Who. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and Pink Floyd is essentially a 12-minute intro. Um Actually, the intros for The Who were much better than the actual songs. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true, yeah. Um, as were the headlines. Uh, but what's happened is we're in, a, we're in a, a, an age of digital downloads and bands now only get paid if the song is listened to for 30 seconds on any of the platforms of Spotify or Apple Music, etc. And so what's happened is the average length of an introduction on any song now is one second. Anything. You listen to anything that's out in the charts nowadays, it's just boom, straight into the singing because they need to capture the audience in the first 30 seconds or they don't get paid for the work that they've put in. What about Taylor Swift? Yes, same. No, she doesn't put her music on Spotify. Well, that's a licensing issue, isn't it? I mean, it's a bit like Def Leppard. I actually managed to get Pour Some Sugar sugar on me on um, Apple Music yesterday and I thought there was a whole thing about Def Leppard not signing the rights to Hysteria and whatever no I think they have um, no you can't get Hysteria on Spotify, on Spotify. really um, it was on for a while and then it wasn't because there is some issue with the ownership of the copyright oh, okay so now nobody gets any money from it, <laughs> yeah, rather than just system. making a deal and saying, I want some money, oh, I want some money. Or so at least let it be on there deal. and build up a pot of money and then argue about who owns it later. Yeah, that sounds like a genius move. Something. Is, if, you ever, if you've ever played like a karaoke game like SingStar or anything like that, okay, you can, you can score pretty well. If you've got a half-decent voice, you can score pretty well, good points on pretty much any song. Depeche Mode songs, anyone, even if you can't hold a note, Full school. We'll get full school. <laughs> yeah. Because it's that terrible that anyone can sing it. Because yes. basically he's just talking into a microphone. And anyone can do it's that. One that you're We're doing that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, so, you know. But, no, it's, it's weird because we talk... All right, so we talk about um, music that, that sounds better live. So um, Tim and I went to see Linkin Park. Yes, and right. I actually asked for a refund on the tickets before we went to the gig. I'm glad we went now, obviously, because it was only six days before Chester Bennington shot himself wasn't it yeah um, which was tragic I, I mean I love Linkin Park I think uh, Hybrid Theory and Meteora are two phenomenal yeah, albums Minutes to Midnight so Minutes to Midnight album. yeah yeah I mean absolutely spectacular and then they brought out I have to say did you see the Linkin the Linkin Park carpool karaoke <laughs> they did yes I did yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, with James Corden yeah oh, I mean amazingly good yeah I have a really tenuous link with James Corden of course you do. You have a tenuous link with everyone. That's then. true. But no, but actually, Tim can back me up on the tenuous link with James Corden. Can you not? Uh, I can indeed. Um... <laughs> so I read for the part of Fletch. Oh, oh, I know this one. I know this one. Sorry, yeah. Go on, go on, go on. I, I read for the part of Fletch on... Uh, <laughs> it's lesbian the countryside, Vamp- not Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on lesbian vampire killers. <laughs> and um... It is a classic film. Well, it was really funny. I got a phone call from my agent, Joss, who I love. Um, and just, she sent me this script and she went, oh, the audition's tomorrow. And I was like, what? What? 
So I phoned him. I don't know why I phoned. He lived next door. Um, and Banged on the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have done. And uh, Tim came over, and between us, we basically banged out the entire script in an evening, didn't we? We spent five or six hours just kind of churning it out. There may have been beverages. Yeah, I think we might have had some beers. Um, it's uh, That certainly makes the film better. The point is, <laughs> I read for the part of Fletch and Lesbian Vampire Killers, and I went down to London to do the audition, and um, obviously didn't get it. And then it turns out so James Corden looking Gordon for someone it. slimmer. Yeah, he's such a... Such a dick. Um, but that turned out to be exactly the case. It was nothing to do with my acting abilities because I was too fat for the role, uh, f- for the sausage role, as it turns out. Normally, normally I don't like your recommendations for anything, Dan. I don't, I don't think you have a very good taste when it comes to things like TV, movies. But music you get. But music, I do respect your... your, yeah. your, your so, do you like any of the music your daughter likes? Yes. She's really? got really good taste in music. She does, actually, yeah. She, she's quite into Black Veil Brides and... and um, I don't know who that is. She's just into Joy Division at the moment. Well, then oh, she man. needs to be shot. I don't like Joy Division. I actually like everything that Bernard Sumner did. I don't uh, know who Bernard is. Which... He was um, well, he's a guitarist from um, Joy Division, but then also went on to form New Order. Oh, and, okay. Um, can't stand New Order, sorry. No, it's not. Uh, fantastic. Oh, well. my God, no. It's repressive. I'm with Phil on this, yeah. And I mean, Electronic, which was... When they did um, that England song. Oh, God. I, I, actually, I actually knew that we were not going to last long in the tournament as a result of that song. <laughs> like, I actually felt like the players listened to it and went, well, we're doomed. The last gig I can remember going to was probably Muse at the O2, and I thought it was horrendous. Really? Um, because it was... Well, the, the problem with it, the problem with it, and I'll tell you, that the problem I had with it, I had to walk out about halfway through because I just couldn't handle the noise volume. They they play so incredibly loud that it was it was damaging to my ears, and I couldn't I couldn't actually stay in the same building. As <laughs> are you over the age of forty, Philip? <laughs> no. Well, we all are, Dan. And, and as you, as you know, I'm the youngest one of the group. Well, maybe we should go into another segment because this is supposed to be a half hour podcast, and we've been talking about music for. Probably it doesn't matter. Hour. I'll edit it. I'll edit it down to the bit where. He, Tim goes, I, uh, my wife took me to Debash Mode. So now in politics, uh, <laughs> and he'll be forever known as the person that went with his wife to see Debash Mode. Well, that's because I'm a loving husband and um, you wanted to get some. Did you tuck your t shirt in? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Anyone who cares to know, Dan hates Star Wars. And for that reason, me and Tim hate. Dan. That's actually not true. I don't hate Star Wars. Okay, so you don't know who TK41 is? No, no clue. Okay. I don't hate Star Wars. I just think it was utter drivel. The whole scene at the start of Empire Strikes Back where he can only shoot the dog if he trips it over first while driving past on a jet ski at great speed and firing a harpoon out the side. So yeah. You're talking about the Hoth battle with the Atats, universally regarded as the greatest battle in science fiction yeah, film history. Yeah, you said history. that to me, and then what I explained to you what actually happened was that a metal dog which couldn't be killed by torpedoes gets felled by a guy on a jet ski who rides past at great speed and fires a harpoon at his feet, tripping it over, thus disintegrating the armour within the metal dog. 
It doesn't doesn't disintegrate the armor. It disables the shields. Oh right, by tripping it over. And it yeah. exposes the weak spot. It exposes the weak spot. I see. See, Luke. Luke, so Luke doesn't need that. They Luke doesn't need. Everybody's got to have an Achilles heel. Let's put it an Achilles heel. An Achilles heel. What's an Achilles heel? An Achilles heel. An Achilles heel. An Achilles. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Not Achilles. Rap artist. It's Achilles heel. I thought we all knew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is he going to regulate or something? Right. We do love Star Trek. That's true. Yeah. So is there an aspect of that we can bring to the name? Do you know what I find interesting about Star Trek is beyond I thought it was crap when I first watched it and I've now watched it twice since and it gets better every time I see it. Which one? <clears throat> beyond. My stomach going. Um, the, the whole space station, <coughs> Starbase, is it Yorktown? Oh, yeah, I, Yorktown. I thought that was super. Yeah, so I was really, really... I didn't really worked. understand why if they've got teleporters though they still needed a train yeah because it looked cool <laughs> <laughs> when they were building the model someone said let's put a little train in there <clears> and yeah. they had a train set left over in the parts department so they but that's it. like you having going to work in a traction engine because it looks cool can you do that well, I guess if you own a traction what's a traction engine? engine? Is that like a track suit but bigger? What's a traction engine? Yeah, it's like a steam engine. So it's a steam powered tractor. It goes, yeah. That you use to Imagine drive a things. steam train that you, you can drive on the roads and in the fields. Right. But you don't need tracks, rails. Oh, you grew up in London, didn't you? So you never saw proper yeah, countryside. So, I, I grew up in the same place he did. Yeah, that's true. But you knew what a traction engine was. Yeah, it's because I'm worldly and well informed. Oh. There is that. And, and oh, I see. vastly more intelligent. And, and faster. Undeniable. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> right, look. It's all since we down. haven't come up with it, we haven't come up with a name for the show, right? Other than three men and a baby without the baby or Ted Danson. Yeah, it's, it's very important to have that last We need night. We need a moustache, though. How um, about we call the podcast To Paul or Seven of Nine? No, who's To Paul? Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> She's the Vulcan in Star Trek Enterprise. I haven't seen that. And she is. So. We need segments of the show <clears throat> that we need to be repetitive. Now, epic, <laughs> epic teleboxnessness. Yeah, epic teleboxness. Okay. No, no, no. Teleboxnessness. There's okay. T- there's two nesses. Right. Okay. I it's, get it. Uh, it's like awesomenessness. It's uh, right. Okay. Not a real word. But there's more of it. Epic teleboxnessness. Yeah. Okay. So we, we talk about what we're watching at the moment yeah, and just, just, why we like it. I've got, I've got one for that, actually, that I've watched today, which what is actually that? really interesting. It's called Mars. Oh, I see. I've seen that advertised. Yeah. I, it, it popped up on my... Because you get notifications when you watch certain things. It kind of... Netflix kind of tailors what you might like. That's what all that percentage thing's about, yeah. by the way. I thought... I thought the percentage thing... people first, liked it. Yeah. And I was no. like, well, why would I start at 64%? And then yeah, I realised it's... This is how interested you'll be in it based on what we've seen you watch already. But to be fair, Dan, with your educational history, 64% must seem quite a high number. <laughs> Can I just say, my educational history is very similar to Phil's educational history. This is true. We went to the same school, <laughs> the same <laughs> crap school. Finished the same year. In Chesington. Yeah. The school that no longer exists. Is that that where was the so world bad, of adventure is? It was so bad that the day we left, it they, renamed they, itself. And they tore it down. 
Or most of it. What did they bother renaming it if they tore it down? Well, they tore it down. <laughs> renamed it because they tore it down. Well, it, I tell you what, it's a bit like Trigger's Broom. Yeah, right. It's, exactly. It's had 17 handles and 15 new heads. heads. Yeah. But it's the same thing. <laughs> anyway, so this, this Mars, let's get back to the subject. So Mars, okay, okay it's, a, it's a really interesting programme because what they do is part of it is documentary, but part of it is science fiction. So what they do is they, they first of all, you're in... Is it like, fictional documentary? It's science fictional documentary. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's made up. It's not like an actual documentary. No, no. The documentary part is true because it's all about the technology that exists now right. that we're building on to send people to Mars. Okay. But then what they've done is they've they've done a science fiction part that's set in 2033 where people actually go to Mars. So you see the outcome of all the work they're doing now working in real life in Mars. It's weird, isn't it, that we can put a vehicle on Mars and yet we can't stop a Galaxy Note 7 from blowing up. In an airplane. That's, yeah, or, or... Are you on Samsung? Or SA Plus's screen's breaking just by dropping them once. <laughs> How's that going for you, Tim? It's a superb piece of um, uh, budget um, electronics. Uh, oh, yeah, really? Was it that much budget we needed to replace the screen? It was the same price as the phone. Replace the screen yet because it's too expensive. <laughs> anyway, you might like a mosaic screen. It's fine. No, it's only a bit chipped in the corner. It's not like uh, completely mosaic. Yeah, but it makes it look shit, right? It would look better with an intact screen. That 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 is that is a fair. Why didn't you buy a case for it? Observation. I did. Right. Uh, due to the unique way that the it phone is shaped. Um, yeah, the rest of the screen is a good move. So basically, there's a postage stamp on the back, and they call that the case. So if you'd have dropped it, dropped it flat down on the flat of it, it would have survived. No, In those circumstances, which let's face it, happen most of the time, it would have been fine. Oh yeah, on a bouncy castle, wrapped in cellophane and bubble wrap. Whereas I've probably dropped my iPhone 7 Plus maybe about 10, 15 times. Yeah, no, I dropped mine the other day. Look, and it actually uh, broke the case. Yeah, I've broken many that's cases. What, that's what the case is. Yeah, like exactly. I broke the case or I've broken the screen protector, which is tempered glass. Yes, yeah. but I've never broken How much was your case, Phil? My case, I think eight ninety nine. I think mine was twenty five quid. And my tempered, one. my tempered glass screen protector from eBay was about one pound fifty. Oh, I see. And I got two. And how much is it to replace the screen on yours, Tim? A big one. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> How much exactly were you quoted to replace the screen on the phone that you'd only just bought to replace Apple? £300! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you say, say it in that dramatic fashion, well, no, it sounds a lot. I, I but if you said... Welcome to the podcast, sponsored by Samsung Galaxy <laughs> S8 Plus. Yeah, if this, if this conversation blows up halfway through... <laughs> it's we're no, no, that's not the one with the exploding battery. battery which, Tim's uh, phone's overheating just because we're talking about incidentally, it. Incidentally, the iPhone batteries are now blowing up as well. So um, I've not experienced that. Um, and I've also not seen the press. Samsung make them. No, I've not seen that. I've seriously not Actually, seen that. Actually, they the do. Price. They make most of no, the componentry in an Apple iPhone. It's just that Apple then That's charge true. you a lot more. That's also true, yeah. For the pieces. Yeah, but I've had my iPhone 8 Plus for about as long as you've had your S8. My screen's still intact. Have you dropped it on the floor? Yes. What's Twice. interesting is that I've had my iPhone 7 Plus S thing. Don't uh, put that down with Phil's 8 uh, Plus because you'll never tell them apart. Okay, oh, well, it's not mine is black and his is white. The point is, I've had mine a lot longer and it doesn't have any damage to the screen at all. Have you I, dropped it? Oh, load. No, yeah, exactly. the broken case. Yeah. Actually, what, I, what I found was particularly brilliant about the uh, iPhone 7 was the fact that they removed several of the useful features that you would commonly have in a portable device. Like okay, a, Tim, Tim is just deflecting now. Yeah. Tim is, yes. Tim is clearly deflecting <laughs> because he doesn't want to talk about how shit his phone is now. Tell us about Mars. 
Uh, uh, right, so, I mean, the, the interesting part for me was where, I mean, the main character in the documentary is Elon Musk. So it was SpaceX. So talking about the reusability of rockets. So was it actually Sorry. Elon Musk in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So the documentary side is all current what's happening now at SpaceX. So it's not fictional, they're not... They're, they're no, actually... the documentary side is is what is actually happening okay, on I've got Earth a theory right about Elon Musk. <laughs> Go on then. It's pure speculation, but I, I suspect that he's um, serious, secretly a megalomaniac Bond villain. Right. You see all the... Um, well, like Moonraker. Yeah, exactly like Moonraker. Okay, so he's going to take all the best people off of Earth and stick them on Mars and then destroy... At the Earth. Well, he won't destroy the Earth. He'll oh, just wipe it clean of humans. Eradicate anyone yeah. that doesn't believe in yeah. climate change. Oh, that's interesting. But then yeah, what's going to happen? What, what, so what he's going to do is he's going to hide the poison in fake tan. Assassination coup for Donald Trump. But his downfall is that you know he'll double cross Jaws, and Jaws will double cross him, and. But there's a lot of programs coming out on Netflix and mm. Amazon that they're saying, "Oh, the great new series coming out." Oh, you've got Grand Tour starting next, and they um, just don't turn out to be that great. What's that, that film that? that USS Indianapolis? Is it the one that's got Nicolas Cage? Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, and it's about the guys that try and stop the Pearl kamikaze Harbor. the kamikaze submarine. It's called the Final Countdown, and the Indianapolis go. No, it's not. It's a um, no, it's called the USS Indianapolis or something like that. I've got it. Oh, is it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I got halfway through it, I went click off. And the final countdown is when a, a aircraft carrier goes back in time to 1943. What's it called? The final countdown. That should be the theme music, but sadly it's not. That's Evie's favourite song. Is it? Yeah, can I just point out... George's favourite song is Africa by Toto. Excellent. I totally high-fived him the other day for Although Rosanna is mildly better. No. Yeah. It what the Africa? Toe the line. It's a great track. Toe the line. There you go. It's a proper rock track. Is on time. Yeah. So is Africa. Anyway, continue. Anyway, yes. Where did he hear that? I, I have absolutely. He must have heard it in here. He must have heard it because I play it quite often. It's a great track. Because I like the Lounge Kittens version. Nice. So any epic telebotness? No, sorry, is that it really? Um, I've been rewatching quite a lot of Star Trek recently never a problem with that um, so I, I do that quite often I've, I re-watched um, series 3 to 4 of Star Trek Enterprise yes and oh, it's great it's I, I haven't seen superb. any Star Trek but the problem is because you started watching Star Trek Discovery and then you watch Star Trek Enterprise you get that's when you start going well where's that technology that's you know it's only set like 70, 70 years, years after before Discovery. No, no, 70 years. Yeah, so 70 years before Discovery, Later. but 10 years before Kirk's deep space mission. And I think there's there's major problems with Discovery. But like Discovery is a vastly more advanced starship than the Enterprise. Hugely. Right. And at the time, in the original series, the Constitution class is the most advanced starship in the fleet. <laughs> Do you find Michael Burnham attractive? No. No. I wonder why they... Like, I wonder why in the whole history of Star Trek we've never heard about Spock's sister. Well, that's because uh, she, ne- that's she never existed until they wanted to make this series. Well, it's not even like she didn't exist. He's got a black sister with a boy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
That's a dysfunctional family right there, isn't it? Yeah. She doesn't even have pointy ears. Yeah. Dad must have mentioned it. Dad doesn't love her. <laughs> he, he sent her away. Daddy issues. Yeah. He hardly <laughs> expressed any emotion. <laughs> at, at certain points yesterday morning, I felt like I was not alive. <laughs> it was horrible. Was it that bad? Probably the worst I've ever been. Well, probably since the champagne incident. incident. Yeah. The champagne incident. Mm. What was that? Uh, when I got drunk on champagne. Uh, you could show the champagne incident. Like the champagne incident. That's I got no. Name. It was my, it was my wife's best friend's fortieth birthday party, and I got drunk really badly on champagne in about an hour and a half, and made a complete fool of myself, and threw up all over the front garden. Well, that's unlike you. Not really. No. To be fair, the first time you guys met Gay, she puked outside your house. Yes. <laughs> Whose fault was that? Uh, hers. Yours. Because she was trying to keep up with you. It wasn't the first time you met her, actually, was it? It was just the first time we'd had a social. She can yeah. keep up with me now, because I've got the alcohol tolerance of an 11-year-old girl now. Yeah, and she's got the alcohol tolerance of a wizened hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much for watching. <laughs> watching what? <laughs> it's probably more fun watching than listening to us. Um, no, it's been it's been uh, inspirational for the public out there. I, I think that they will feel educated, edified. It's dig- been an interesting show. I wish we had a better name for it. Uh, Hopefully by next week. Yeah, we'll find something from uh, uh, from Phil suggestions and Tim on a postcard. <laughs> Uh, see you next week. Good night. Oh, I think it's going to say later. Well, I haven't stopped recording yet because oh, I, right. I, my computer's gone on to uh, <laughs> gone on to sleep mode. And Phil, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Mm-hmm.